0: James and David, it's your buddy, Jim, South Carolina, South Cat Um, Just got done watching the game. Um, obviously uh, disappointed how it went, but you know what? I'm, I'm just glad to have a W. I, I don't care how they win it. I don't care what happens to get to the W. They got the W. Yeah, both sides of the ball did not play well tonight, and that's fine. I'm, I'm great with it. I, I'm cool with it. Because they're six and two. They're six and two. So if you're a Bucks fan listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, but, but, but. No, no, no. There is no but, but, but. They're six and two. Enjoy it. We haven't seen this forever, okay, I think since the Super Bowl year. So let's enjoy, it. okay, folks? Don't over obsess. Don't get pissed off. Go rewatch a game like I'm doing now, and I pause just so I can remind to make my phone call. Just enjoy it. It's okay. It's okay. They'll fix the things that they have to fix and go into the next game. All right. Hey, James, David, thank you so much for what you guys do. Appreciate it. And
1: as always, go Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you By Pepsi, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports, parents fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching i am james yarko joined as always by david harrison you can find everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com and make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on at Jarko underscore bucks at d harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation thank you to jim from south Kakalaki for the voicemail to kick things off and jim i have i have a lot of responses but
3: i'm going to start with this one hang on i have a question for jim Yes. I need to know if Jim was drunk in that voicemail <laughs> because I believe Jim was drunk in that voicemail and I love it. Um, so Jim, drop us a line. You know, the number, let us know if you were drunk on a scale of <laughs> one to 10, 10 being, I don't have any appropriate analogies. So 10 being really drunk. Like I don't remember making this phone call and this is the first time I'm hearing this on your show, David. One being no, you're stupid and stop talking. So just just somewhere in there,
2: <laughs> ten could be like um, Bradley Cooper in The Hangover level drunk. How about that?
3: That's a better uh, that's a better example than I was going to go with. So yeah, we'll we'll roll with that.
2: Okay, outstanding. All right, yeah, uh, Jim. Whether you were you know inebriated or not, I applaud your voicemail, sir. I applaud it because all day today. I've been watching people react to this game. And David, I listened to yesterday's podcast that I was not a part of because primetime games are the absolute worst when you have a job that you're supposed to wake up at, uh, you know, 3.30 in the morning for, and instead you wake up at 10 till 7. That's another story. But I've watched people freaking out over this game. Look, the Buccaneers are 6-2. and If David, if you and I had promised... Every one of our listeners guaranteed them that the Bucs would be six and two at this point in the season. Every one of our listeners would have been elated, they would have been over the moon excited to be six and two. And it's gotten to the point now where we are nitpicking victories. I understand it wasn't the cleanest game, I understand it wasn't the best game. I think what gets lost in a lot of this, and David, you pointed out our score predictions, which we both predicted blowouts, I predicted them to blow out the Giants last year. That's just kind of my thing. If they play the Giants, they're going to blow them out. And instead, it's going to be way closer than it needs to be and add a whole lot of stress and gray hair. However, what tends to be lost in all of this, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's people on social media, the fans, whatever... You guys remember the other team gets paid to do this too, right? You guys remember that the other coaches get paid to game plan for their opponent, right? The Giants came into this game. They had a really, really good game plan from their head coach who, by the way, came from New England and was with Tom Brady last year, probably has a pretty good idea as to what makes him uncomfortable, what some of his tells are, how to prepare for him. And they executed that game plan to the absolute best of their ability. The Giants, despite their 1-7 and record, played a really good football game. And they left some plays out on the field that could have changed the outcome. Granted, the Buccaneers left some plays out on the field that could have kept this game from being as close as it was. This is still the team that absolutely bludgeoned Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers over the head. This is the same team that came back from a double-digit deficit to the Los Angeles Chargers and won. This is still the same team who beat the Raiders by a ridiculous margin. So to look at them struggle against a well-executed game plan and a well-played game by the New York Giants and transition that into, oh, well, they're just going to get absolutely destroyed by the New Orleans Saints next week. No, this is a six and two football team. They struggled. The other team played possibly their best game of the year against this six and two football team. And in the end, despite Despite the struggles by Tampa, despite the game plan and the well-executed plays by the Giants and a defense that looked pretty darn good, the Buccaneers still came out of it with a win. I don't understand how, how people just hammer the panic button so fast at the first sign of any kind of problem. They won the game. Why is everybody acting like they lost by 36 points?
3: Yeah, the the problem is expectation management, and and we've talked about this on this show before, and that's something that uh, I kind of touched on in our our episode yesterday with Yusuf's voicemail, which I'm happy to report that Yusuf hit me up on Twitter and said that he enjoyed the episode and that what I had to say about the game kind of made him feel a little bit better, so... I appreciate the fact that I was able to save Yusuf's life. That's, that's awesome stuff. Um, <laughs> but but no, seriously, I mean, it, it comes down to expectation management. Like, And I have to admit, even when I came out with my own score prediction of 42 to 10, and I remember now that James George is 41 to 13, not 40 to 13, but yeah, either way, yeah, when I came out with 42 to 10, I have to admit that that part of me felt uncomfortable with it because this is the National Football League. And yeah, of course, blowouts do happen, but at the same time, they don't happen – As often as people maybe want them want to want to believe that they do. Right. So if if I were just stand, if you hadn't watched this game and you just said, man, how'd the game go? And I told you, oh, the Buccaneers defense held Daniel Jones and the New York Giants to 36% on third down 36% conversion rate on third down. Daniel Jones only completed 61% of his passes through two, two interceptions. Had a 74.8 quarterback rating. 12 quarterbacks in the National Football League in week 8 threw 41 or more pass attempts, including Daniel Jones. Of those 12, Daniel Jones finished ninth in completion percentage, 10th in yards, tied for 7th in touchdowns. That's the highest would be 1, lowest would be 12. He tied for 7th in touchdowns, tied for 1st, meaning most in interceptions, was sacked more than 8 of those quarterbacks who threw the ball 41 times or more and finished 10th out of 12 in QBR. And then, oh, by the way, when do quarterbacks throw the ball 41 or more times? When their coaching staff knows that they're not in a game they have control of, right? So if I were to tell you that's how the game went, you'd be, you'd be through the roof. You'd be going, oh, man, that's that Bucks defense that I love to see. And you say, oh, well, what about the Bucks side? What about the Bucks side? Tom Brady completed 70% of his passes, 279 yards, two touchdowns, 106.1 uh, Q- QBR. Then what would you say? Oh man, that's that's amazing. Man, we must have won this game running away. No, you didn't. You won by two. Why? Well, a little bit of it is scoring range execution, right? Coming away with four field goals, you turn two of those into touchdowns, and this is a 39 to 23 game. Is that more, you know, is that going to make people a little bit happier? Probably. But those are those are the little things in this game that matter. And yeah, could Daniel Jones have made some better throws, he absolutely could have. He could have made some better throws his entire stinking career. What The way that the team won this game against New York Giants is going to matter because of adversity. I know we got to get to break, so I'll I'll expand on that a little bit more uh, after that.
2: Yeah, we do have to hit a break, David. And, of course, this football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Yesterday, for me, I was eating a Donato's pizza with one hand, tweeting with one hand, washing it down with a Diet Pepsi, and it was oh so delicious. My wife even looked at me. She's like, you're going with Pepsi? I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm in a Pepsi mood today. She goes, all right, fine. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football-watching content from Pepsi. Pepsi, made for football-watching. Segment two coming up here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Fire the can. Oh, nope, hold on, it's fire. All right, let's get it. Fire the can. Uh, hey, guys, what's up? It's Zach from Dallas. Man, that was ugly, but you know what? Good teams win ugly games. So, I I mean, that's a a huge difference between a team like us and the Giants. Giants have been in a ton of ugly games, and they can't come away with it. So, to me, winning those ugly games is a sign of a good team. Uh, When you're facing adversity, you can still come out on top. Um, And I will say this. I don't know if, if I'm the only one, but it seems like Jamal Dean spent most of tonight getting lucky because he was getting burnt a lot. And they pointed out on the broadcast multiple times where they were just behind and Daniel Jones just couldn't connect on that pass. So, I mean, you know, there's plenty of times I'd rather be lucky than good, so I'll take it. Uh, Glad that we're going to have a victory Tuesday. Yeah, victory Tuesday. Um, I'll take the win, baby. You know, especially against an NFC team. Let's get it. Done and over with, let's move on to the Saints. I'm, I don't have much more to say about that game. Go Bucks! Back here
3: on Wednesday midweek at the Locked On podcast, talking a little bit more about the week eight win over the New York Giants. And, James, as we were heading into that, that break from the first segment, what I was talking about, and I touched a little bit on adversity, and that's something that I wanted to touch on, something I wrote in my notes as I was watching the game. And then seeing some of the reactions from some of the fans and even some media members is adversity. And I think back to uh, the the pregame, the pregame buildup that ESPN had on their network and and how they had Randy Moss. First of all, having Randy Moss have to stand there and watch the video of the season, the the Patriots went undefeated into the Super Bowl and then lost to the Giants. And then coming out and having uh, having him asked in your career among losses, where does that rank? Are you kidding me? That is that dude's only shot at winning a Super Bowl in his entire career. They go undefeated into that game. They lose that game. And you have the nerve to ask that man on national television how that ranks in his career. To me, disrespectful. Randy seemed to take it in stride or whatever. I, I probably would have been pretty pissed off about it, to be honest with you. But anyway, talking about adversity. You know what that Patriots team really didn't face that season, James? Adversity. I know you probably guessed it right. Surprise, surprise. Now, and, and I didn't go back through their entire schedule, so I don't know if they had some close games or whatever, but. Bottom line is, coming into that game, everybody pretty much all season said, oh, here come the Patriots again. They're just going to take this entire season. We might as well just move on to the draft, start the next year, give them the trophy, it's over, and all that stuff. And then as soon as they hit adversity, and I remember going into that Super Bowl, people were talking about how when teams play twice, usually the team that won the first time loses the second time because they have a little bit less to prove. For one, they have a little bit less to learn from. too. because what do you learn from more than anything? Adversity. Bruce Arian said it last year. "You lose, You learn more by almost losing – than you do by losing because when you lose you come out of it saying man nothing we did works nothing we did was right I, I you know players are struggling to, to believe in what the coaches are saying offensive skill position players are, are struggling believing what the quarterback is selling them in the locker room et cetera, et cetera. but when you almost lose you come out of it and say Woo, we got out of that one coach good adjustment over there hey guys good adjustment over here all right let's figure out how we can get even better from this and move on and everybody's still a little bit motivated I saw a tweet from one of the Bucks players today Uh, it might have been Sean Murphy Bundy said woke up in first place. And that's exactly how this team needs to look at this because they've got a lot more football left to play ahead of them. And then talking about Tom Brady real quick, this is my last point. Okay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense averaged 5.1 yards per play against the New York Giants. You know, another game they averaged 5.1 yards per play. Broncos guys the Green Bay Packers. James, uh, what do you got?
2: Obviously, I don't know what the game plan was. I think in the case of Jamel Dean, and I'll I'll talk a little bit more about Jamel Dean here in just a minute. You know, they they put him out there opposite Carlton Davis. They were bringing in Sean Murphy bunting in the nickel situations. I think it was an opportunity for them to say, look, we are not playing our best game, and we're still in this. We need to give Dean, you know, the full gamut of this game to see how he does to see if we're going to switch back next week and still have Sean Murphy bunting out here opposite of Carlton Davis, or if Jamel Dean can come in and become, you know, the other starting corner, the rest of the season. And he didn't put on a great
3: performance. Playing against the Giants is not the same thing as playing against the Saints, which is not the same thing as playing against the Packers. Every single day, every single game is a different game, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. You're not going to come in and say, we're going to play, like you're not playing the new Orleans saints in week nine at MetLife and on Monday night football in below 30 degree weather, and then playing him or playing against him with the same coverage schemes with the same offensive game plan. You're just not, you're going to come in there and you're going to play at home at Raymond James stadium on a Sunday night. (laughs) It's not going to be as cold and you're going to have a different strategy. You're gonna have a different plan of attack. Okay. So my, 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 Overall messages, it would be better, I suppose, right? Because I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I just think it would be better and you'd be a happier football fan if you didn't transfer the results of one game to every other game about to come up, whether it's a win or a loss. One thing doesn't necessarily mean another. And yes, we do see some of the same tendencies, got that, okay? But some of the same tendencies we saw on Monday night, we've also seen work. Like we've seen Jamal Dean matched up with the other team's fastest receiver and it worked beautifully, Right. So I don't know, transfer that. If you really want to transfer something, transfer that instead of transferring the other, because either way, I mean, you're really just going to make yourself miserable. And I don't know. I don't know as many people want to do that.
2: They're just trying to lull the Saints into a false sense of security by putting out some bad film right before they play.
3: There you go. That works. So, James, uh, uh, I've eaten up a lot of our time. So how about let's move into uh, our final segment of the show today? Uh, We're going to go over our final thoughts and uh, go over our bowl predictions and our score predictions and kind of uh punch ourselves in the face uh for that but before we do that uh we're gonna we're gonna enjoy a a delicious treat from our friends over at built bar uh because built bars are great for the health conscious people whether you're trying to lose or maintain weight you can indulge in a delicious treat which is low low in calories low in sugar but high in protein high in fiber and great for the keto diet if you're into that sort of thing all kinds of amazing flavors and of course they just released their new built bites guys since this, since this company relaunched in August, the bars have only gotten better. They taste better. The, the consistency is better, and it was already a good product. And then they've come out with at least three new flavors in three new forms with their Built Bites and, and, their, and their fall flavors and their strawberry flavor, which is amazing if you haven't tried it yet. I highly recommend it. All you have to do to get into uh, or become part of the party is go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off of BuiltBar.com. Segment three, locked on Bucks coming up from the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wrapping things up here on a
2: what day is this, David? Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And uh, David, real quick, I I do have to mention super super fast. It was a double win for the Buccaneers because you go back to last week. We were talking to Carmen. I think I talked about it on my solo episode. The Buccaneers came away from MetLife Stadium, the stadium that likes to claim the lives of NFL football players and put them on season-ending IR, came out of that game without any injuries. So you get the dub, you come away without any injuries. It's a beautiful thing. David, our bold predictions, those were good. (laughs) You had boldly predicted that Antoine Winfield Jr. was going to get a... uh, a interception for the second consecutive week. And this time he was going to take it to the house. Mm. I predicted that Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski were going to combine for 250 receiving yards and three touchdowns. You were closer than I was, I guess I did get 67% of the touchdowns
3: and about Antoine Winfield wasn't pass interfered against by Dion Lewis, that two point. He (laughs) he might've gotten interception, which to me would have counted.
2: Uh, I did tweet out from the Bucks Nation account when that drive started that Antoine Winfield Jr. was going to end the game with an interception.
3: I saw, and I really hoped that you were going to be right. I was close.
2: I'll, yeah. I'll give myself half credit. I'll give you half credit. And then for my, you know, my Gronk Evans bold prediction, I'll give myself, like, quarter credit. Yeah. Got about half the yards. Got about, well, and then got two-thirds of the touchdowns. Not a great week for us in the bold prediction department.
3: That's all right, though. It's it's a great week in the win loss department.
2: That is one hundred percent accurate. So, with that, let's dive into the uh, into our final thoughts of of week eight before we start looking ahead to the New Orleans Saints and a pivotal Sunday night football matchup. Uh, obviously, it's going to be Saints heavy talk. On tomorrow's episode. So, David, I will defer to you. What are your final thoughts on on week eight and the six and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously not the cleanest game in the world. You know, and and I said what I said earlier in the episode, just just trying to jog a little bit of a thought process in people. And and that's really all it is. Just understand that at the end of the day, as long as you get to where you're trying to go, uh, the the road you pat you you traveled isn't isn't quite as important as the end result. And that's what and Bruce Arian said after the game, never apologize for a win. And as a fan of a team, I think you should always celebrate the team's win because, uh, you know, just like us out here, James, like like Bruce Arians isn't going to hear anything that we say or, or see anything that a fan writes on Twitter and changes game plan. It's just not going to happen. So really at the end of the day, uh, enjoy being a fan and enjoy the fact that your team is 6-2. and two. Enjoy the, the fact that they're on top of the NFC South um, because we all know that Drew Brees, as much as his arm looks like it needs to retire, uh, he's still Drew Brees and, and they're still winning games and they can still come in to Ray J and they can still definitely make some things happen. It's the NFL every single week. Every team has the opportunity to make some things happen. Uh, but I think the Buccaneers are looking good, and they definitely look like they're primed for January football. And uh, that's really what's most important is getting to January because then you're in the tournament, and all the stuff that happened in you know September, October, November, December uh, really doesn't matter all that much when you get into January.
2: My final thoughts are this, David. Um, look, I'm not singling out anybody. I'm not going after anybody in particular. When I went on my rant earlier in this episode about be happy. Your team is six and two. It doesn't matter if they win pretty or they win ugly. I said it in my pick six. A win is a win. And Yusef, I know you were a little, you were a little frustrated with the voicemail that you sent in for yesterday's episode. Uh, Chef Aaron, I saw him on Twitter talking about how you can't strut into work after a win like that. Yeah, you can.
3: Yeah, sure. You I can. mean,
2: Steelers fans are strutting around. They beat this Giants team 26 to 16. They beat the Broncos 26 to 21. They beat the Texans 28 to 21. They've had some close games against some not so great competition. They only beat the Eagles by nine. So in the national football league, a win is a win. Like that's, That's all there is to it. That is when you have a six and two football team, it doesn't matter if you've won by 20 or if you win by two, how many six win teams are there in the NFL? Well, you know, including the Buccaneers, there's um, five. They're in elite company right now. So you come away with a victory. You're happy about it. Move on to next week. Next week's going to be a huge test. Well, this week. And I am every bit as confident heading into week nine as I was heading into week eight that the Buccaneers are going to come out of another week of football with a victory. Am I as confident that it's going to be a 41 to 13 outcome? No, absolutely not. It's the Saints. It's a difficult game. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll give my score prediction right now if you want me to. You can have it ready for Ross. The Bucs are going to win on Sunday 34 to 20. I'm sorry, 34 to 21, 34 to 21. I am that confident in the Buccaneers. You got Antonio Brown joining the team. Let's see how that goes. You might have Chris Godwin coming back this week. This is such a good football team. And we need to remember that. We need to, you know, not get, don't get too high on the highs. Don't get too low on the lows, but don't get low on a win. Those are my final thoughts.
3: So my final, final thought. This is only the third time in this franchise's history they've been six and two after eight games. If you're a Buccaneers fan and you've been through all of the other years where they never got to six and two or sometimes even close to six and two, absolutely take advantage of it, enjoy it, celebrate it. Uh, again, don't I mean don't go get a Super Bowl tattoo. It's it's week eight. Yeah, don't do that. But in terms of week eight, you're two games away from being perfect. That's pretty stinking good. And again, given the history of this franchise. Uh, you may not see it again for a little while after after uh tb twelve is out of the out of the neighborhood so enjoy it while you got it it's it's like off season hype man enjoy it while you got it man like just enjoy it just be happy because yeah I'm not even i speaking into existence just be happy the team is six and two celebrate go find the nearest Eagles fan and and tell them all about it. Yeah
2: yeah and also yeah don't get a Super Bowl tattoo. Get a locked on Bucks tattoo that'd be sweet. Tweet it to don't us don't get a
3: locked on bucks tattoo <laughs>
2: With that, David, we are out of here. Make sure you guys are checking out the crossover Thursday episode coming up tomorrow. One of my absolute favorite people to talk to will be on here with David and not me, which makes me a little bit sad. But Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, of course, will be joining David to start talking about this Buck Saints matchup. And man, I have some thoughts that I want to give Ross, but David, uh, I, I'll, let you, I'll let you handle that. I'm not available for it, and it makes me sad, but it's going to be a great episode. Ross is always absolutely outstanding when he's on the show. Other than that, check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucs, at JArco underscore at DHarrison82, and at Bucs underscore Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day, and you should, because your football team is in first place in the NFC South with a 6-2 record. Be happy about it. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Live.